Who's hungry, baby? <laughs> Episode two, Rags to Dishes. I'm your host, Max Messier Richter, and with me as always is my beautiful co-host, Dan Cotter. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here for another one. Hope you guys enjoyed episode one. And today we're going to be talking about just dish warriors. Oh, yeah. The dish pit. Everybody's favorite place to work in. You know, the dirty, Even the grimy. Even though they don't know it while they're working in it. <laughs> you know, the easiest job in a restaurant. But at the same time. It's the hardest. Mentally. <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize it until later, but it's the best job to have. You know, the first kitchen that I ever worked in a dish pit, um, it was this huge restaurant out in Narragansett that did like beach food pretty much, like clam cakes and stuff. And like they would have three dishwashers on at a time for a station that could probably be run by one good dishwasher. <laughs> yes, I hate that. Or at least I always two. hated that. And I'm just starting this story off because I was just reminded of it, and it's a little ridiculous. But I used to work there with my two buddies who were brothers, and they would put all three of us on a dish shift together. And we'd be so bored. This was like, we were so young. This was before, like, you know, booze and weed was even like a thought for us. And oh, that young. So we were more like just like fucking shit up. Like we would put whole whole loaves of bread through the dishwasher. Oh, we would just be like pulling nasty pranks. We put like shrimp on someone's AC. But oh, so, so you were assholes. Yeah, yeah, total oh, total shitheads. And like, so a thing we used to do after work is like there would always be leftover clam cakes, and it was kind of a decent drive to, from our houses. Like we would always carpool together, and we would take the. The clam cakes and like throw them at shit on our drive home, like stop signs and whatnot, because they're perfect. You know, they're like baseball size. It's the perfect <laughs> piece of food to throw. Yeah. And ugh, I, I haven't told this story to too many people, but me and my buddy Joe were reaching for the stars, trying to think of more disgusting, fucked up shit we could do. And so this restaurant used to get um all of their dressings and liquids and stuff like they didn't make it. They got it, and it was in, like, a giant tub, you know, and it was in the Not shed. Not the gallon containers? Like, it, even bigger than that? It was 1.5 gallons. Oh, yeah, yeah. 1.5 gallons. Of like, really big. Of Ken's Ranch dressing and stuff? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And That's the gas right there. So That's my the but- gas ranch <laughs> Ken's Buttermilk Ranch <laughs> is the gas ranch dressing. Shout out to Ken's. Well, so my buddy Joe thought of the idea to steal one of these jugs but of mayo not ranch dressing just straight mayo and we would um desecrate something with it oh god that's the you guys were the worst thing (laughs) that sucks and so we we took it one night after work and it's a really nice night we went and chilled by the beach trying to think of what we should do with it and uh well we went to someone's house that we weren't the biggest fans of and cut it open and just 
all over the trunk of this guy's car, just dude, emptied out. You with the cars, dude. Messing with people's cars is not. Oh my cool, god! Well, man. listen. How listen. would you feel? I was, I was, oh, I was I sixteen years old. Okay, give me a little break. I would not do this. That's now. old enough I'm, to I'm, know, dude. <laughs> you weren't like twelve. So, like, you didn't throw snowballs at cars when you were sixteen. Snowballs is not mayo on a man's <laughs> car. That's totally well. Dumb. It happened, and I mean, that dude, that's crazy. But when I first started dishwashing, when I was like 13, 14 in Narragansett, it was like crazy intense from day one. Because it was, I started like the beginning of June. So the summer season started in Narragansett. And it was just like no holds barred from day one. Like the dish pit was slammed. It was me and only Guatemalan people. Shout out to Anita. Santos and Jose, they were my people in the dish pit, and we killed it. Like, I was going crazy, and uh, I had no, like, spatial awareness, and I just, like, had water all over me at all times. Like, half sweat and half just, like, dishwasher gut. Dude, like, <laughs> your your clothes from dishwashing uh, are, like... Ruined. Dude, they're destroyed. Like my, my parents used to make me... Like change out of my clothes and shoes like outside, <laughs> <laughs> and then like I would come in and, ch- and like take a shower and stuff. That that was gnarly, but like I remember my first nickname was Drench because I got that like the first week just because I was drenched every shift. But hey, them dishes were done. Yeah, they were clean. They were done. Were they but, clean though? <laughs> I mean, they were clean enough, dude. At that at that. Dish pit, we had way more saute pans because it was like a line of like six ranges. I feel, I feel like saute. when I think about dishwashing as a job, like not all restaurants, some of them have been really good, but I always think about like people using that silverware. Oh, God. that gets run so through, good. and it's like, oh man, the like cups too. The oh cups. man, it's just like thinking about how many people have used that, how many different people have used that fork, and like. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's best to not think of that. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, but I've just been trying to think of all these details of the aspect of the job that were just like, dude, the the worst ever. The worst aspect ever was cleaning the grease trap, and I remember oh. having oh. to do that once oh. at the place in Narragansett. And it had to be done mid-shift because I think uh, the drain got clogged because, like, it was an Italian restaurant, so every single dish had, like, mad olive oil in it. (laughs) So there's just so much (laughs) grease going through this grease trap. And it got clogged up mid-shift. And as soon as we cracked it open to, like, vacuum it out with the shop vac, the smell just, like, sent everybody scattering. (laughs) Just like a fucking bomb. It was crazy. Like, it smelled so so bad. Jose, shout out again to Jose, he vomited at least once during, like, he was the only one that could stay in the kitchen. Everybody else just couldn't stay in the smell. And that, like, I always had a fear of cleaning grease traps after that, and I had to do it, like, maybe four or five more times. And it was never that bad. Like that one is the worst grease trap I had ever experienced. I um, I worked in this popular fried chicken joint in Providence, and the the smell I I guess I would say was lesser, but it would get clogged to the yeah, point where grease. you the have grease. to clean that grease trap out 
you should be cleaning it out twice a day. It was yeah. probably getting cleaned <laughs> That's out. Insane. And what would happen is like, you know, some of the people there who were like you know, in charge or if not in charge, just like anchoring the fucking ship, you know, um, anchoring, steering the ship, <laughs> <laughs> but they would always do it. And then, you know, there would be some shifts of people who were lower in the ranks or didn't give a fuck or whatever and wouldn't do it. And you'd get there like, you know, maybe having two days off and like you go to do some dishes and immediately it just overflows with water and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. dude? Then you got to mop up all this yesterday. water and then you got to clean out the dish trap, the grease trap that someone didn't fucking do it. Dude, the, the dude. smell of the grease trap is like, Oh my God, dude, dealing with other people's shit when you're opening in the dish pit is the who worst. closed like, who, the <laughs> who closed, closed last, closed night? last night? That is it's like a- oh no it was me my bad <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right well i would always do that like if i was closing and then opening the next morning it'd be like all right i'm leaving this dirty and i'll do it <laughs> i'm gonna be the first one here nobody will know oh but it's classic the establishment's dish pit was it made you or broke you there is no uh Dude, the worst thing about that dish pit was they had a dishwasher that only fit one rack at a time. I remember back at the place in Narragansett, we had a super sick dishwasher that fit two racks. Two racks? Two racks in at a time. So you could do four sheet pans at once, you know, when they're like facing like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so you put you could put four sheet that's, pans in it that's beast. dude and it was a very quick cycle now at the establishment how, wait how many minutes do you think definitely less than the establishment which was i believe a full two minutes at least i think it was two second. and a half it was long as fuck that's what it was and so oh. that's what broke you is that like that thing only went so fast and so the key to dishwashing was you just got to be faster than that machine. Keep which that is machine going, baby. Easy. <laughs> just keep that machine going. That's keep it going. Talking. I don't care. Yeah. You just like, if you were an experienced dishwasher, you could have five racks lined up full of dishes ready to go in and just be chilling. Waiting for the <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To be done washing the dishes. And I mean, like anytime I've dishwashed, I like, I guess at first I didn't think this way, but like later on in the, in the career path, I felt this way where it was just like, I don't care how many dishes I have. I want clean sinks. I want Dude, clean soap clean water. Clean steel. I want clean sanitizer. You could put everything the on the fucking the- floor and I'll wash it. But like I want that. I don't want to fucking have to clean that area every five minutes because dishes are being slammed. Clean steel was my mantra. And I tried to pass it on to every new dishwasher. And I tried to tell them, when you want to go take a break, when you want to go smoke that butt, I better see clean steel at the bottom of these sinks. When I look into the sink, all I want to see at the bottom is clean steel, guy. And some people, <laughs> shout out to Anatoly, took that shit to heart. Dude. I remember Anatoly being like, yo, man, let me get a cigarette. I got clean steel, bro. I got clean steel. Come on. Let me get a cigarette. I'm going out. Oh, man. Dude, clean steel. That's the way I live my life now. And No, I don't. You know, when I say it, like, some dishwashers would take the initiative and do great. That's all you have to do. But so many dishwashers failed. Yes. <laughs> like, Which is sad. Brutal it's failures. Like, it's like, like, it's kind of like playing defensive basketball where they say, all you need to do is have effort. Like, you just need <laughs> to try and you'll be fine. And it's like dishwashers would just be like, man, nothing's going right for me. I guess I'll go smoke another cigarette. Like. <laughs> 
All you got to do is bust your ass and like you'll I be rem- fine. I remember um, this happened at the establishment. A buddy of mine, Ben, who we didn't work there at the same time. He worked there like a couple years before. Um, his sister used to work there too. But so Ben was a dishwasher there and I guess he was working a morning shift and the dishwasher the night before just didn't do any of the dishes and left. And oh, dude. Did he, he throw he said, away? He said, that, he said that my buddy Ben said that he came in. You know, you see the three bay as you walk by the prep kitchen, and they're just all the way to the top. No, of the no, all no. the dishes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you just felt like he left, like, some, no, the no, last no, no, no. Like, it was like, you know, like, here is the, no, he left here is the top of the sink. Here is the top of the well, dishes. Dude. All three dishes. And was immediately just like, I'm not doing these. Uh, get someone in here to do these, and when they're done, I'll start my shift because I'm just I'm not. And they called the dishwasher from the night, and he came in all embarrassed and had to do all the dishes. Dude, he can't. I thought he, you were gonna say he was quitting because it's like no, no, he came how, back. How, how do you make that move and expect that you still have a job? <laughs> Literally, your only job is to wash the dishes. You're a dishwasher, and they come in the <laughs> next day, and the sink is full of all the dirty yeah, dishes, and they let him do it. Dude, I would hate that. Oh, I don't want to do these. It sucks. You're being paid to do them. <laughs> I would hate people getting mad because what they were doing. I wasn't mean, fun. do you remember? Like, he was really good when he started, but Alan, Alan, Alan was always going. Like, you know, he's got some dishes. He's a professional he's dishwasher. You throw some dishes in the pit, and he just goes, "Oh, come on, man." <laughs> Come on, man. And give you that look. I'm like, and I'm just like, dude, what do you mean? Come on, man. <laughs> Why are you mad that I'm giving you dirty dishes? It's this is my job. job. It's your job. Yeah. It's how this place works. And then like, you know, I remember it was like a big, you know, I felt this too when I dishwashed there, but he would always bitch about people not busting their silverware and be like, yo, where's Quinn, oh. yo? Come on, man. <laughs> where's Quinn? Calling people, call people out. out for not doing it. Dude, the bus station was a point of contention at the <laughs> establishment. People were bugging out. Lindsay would always be freaking out if the boarding dishwasher didn't yep. have the bus station cleared. But it's like, that's there also was never enough plates. There's never yeah, enough yeah, monkey dishes. Yeah. You gotta keep that bus station clear. And it's just like, that's that's the one spot of the dish pit where it's like, if you don't want to get bitched at, just care yeah, about, care about that thing. first. Yeah, you know it's what just I mean? like, like, yeah, everything else can be shitty as long as the <laughs> bus people yeah. have somewhere to yeah. put down the dishes in their hands. It's kind of necessary. Oh, that place, though. So I remember when you started dishing, uh, it became fun real quick to mess with you because you were a good dishwasher you were good at your job, so you did have five racks lined up, ready to go. Clean steel, baby. You had clean steel. Clean steel. So then you would be lamping, and you would be sitting there, primed to be fucked with, and... Getting high as shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we would fuck with each other. I remember grabbing clean dishes and throwing them into your dirty dishwater <laughs> just to set you back to spite you anytime you talk shit to me. Oh, that was the best. Yo, do you remember when you were in the prep kitchen and you, <laughs> I'll never forget it, but you, uh, you took one of the sour cream lids and well, after this, you, you just started doing this, but I'm thinking about the first time and you threw it like a Frisbee and it went in through the window of the prep kitchen and landed just perfectly on the stack of dishes. Do like, I remember? I'll <laughs> never forget. 
that was the highlight of my career. What a shot, dude. That was and dis- like, that's a oh highlight of your disc golf career that as well. Was, yeah. That was like the shot that they'll always show in my highlight reel. <laughs> like like Ray Allen's highlight reel is always gonna have that shot from the corner with the heat. Yep. Yeah. I'm making too many basketball references. <laughs> no, dude, that's great. That's great. Uh, <laughs> Let me make more hockey references. Yeah, man. please. Uh, everyone go follow Rags right, Rich's hockey. Minutes. Yeah, shout out to Rags Rich's So uh, I wanted to mention that there's so many dishwashers to talk about, but I know you don't remember him that well. But when I first got hired there, he was one of the first people that I worked with, like, consecutively. Like, yeah, every Friday night I was working with Meadowbrook Jeff. And Meadowbrook Jeff was this – Pretty jacked, like white trash dude. He was always washing dishes in a wife beater, which is sick. Oh, sick! And boy. he always he had like his ears pierced and was always wearing bling and talked very like yo 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 like like kind of. Oh, dude! There was something off of him. I think I'm remembering him now because I think I just blended him with Enrique and because <laughs> like, I'm just Enrique's picturing. Nephew. I mean, he an was, aggressive yeah, yeah, bro that. that's like six foot four with a beater on. And Enrique was like the same thing. Well, so this story about him isn't really so much kitchen, but so I worked with him dishwashing and he didn't have a car. So a lot of the times we'd be getting out of the Classic dish- dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be getting out of the dish. I can't tell at you like how many midnight. dishwashers I've given a ride home. At yeah. And it's just us two. And he's like, yo, Moro, I don't have a ride. I was like, all right, like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. So he was from Meadowbrook, which... We know. Let's go with the brook. And <laughs> so anyway, like whatever, he Dead got fired or quit or something at some point. And years later, like maybe three years later, I'm at the skate park and <laughs> he comes up with these other dudes like they were fucking wasted. And my buddy Kyle's phone goes missing for the bleachers. And we all know who it is because there's only one crew of people here that are not our friends. You know what yeah. I mean? That we don't see on an everyday basis. There's only one suspect. And so Kyle was trying to like muster up the courage to go confront this guy. And like, I, I feel him. I would not yeah. have wanted to do that either. And we follow them down like the, the path to the old people's home where the bridges and mind you, it's like me, Bruce, Kyle, and a bunch of little kids, like a bunch of little, like 10 <laughs> year old skate kids that were there. And we did all have skateboards, but Kyle confronts him and like, it's like, I want my fucking iPhone. Like, I think it was like a brand new iPhone, too. Shit. <laughs> He's like, I know you fucking took it, bro. When I worked with Meadowbrook Jeff, he was like somewhat calm and collected because he was at his work. This dude fucking bugged out. Like, I almost oh, watched his eyeballs come out of his head. And he starts flipping the fuck out. He's like, I don't fucking steal your iPhone. Like, how dare you fucking accuse me? He's like, you want to come accuse me a little closer? And then like. That's a guilty dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's but a guilty man. He, he scared the shit out of us. And like, <laughs> Kyle's just like, all right, man. Look, I guess you didn't steal it. And he just goes, he's like, yeah, that's right. He's like, that's right, bitch. And he's like, dap me up right now. And he's like. Like, no, man. He he just goes, he goes, no, man, I'm not going to dap you up. And he just goes, dap me up or I'll fucking stab you. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that is one of the greatest sentences I've ever heard. (laughs) Dap me up or I'll fucking Fucking stab stab you. you. And he he, he didn't get stabbed. He got dapped up and we never got the phone. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's probably the right decision to make in this situation. And I mean, a lot of dishwashers, I mean, if you ever read Kitchen Confidential, they talk a lot about like, Punks and degenerates and, yeah, R.I.P. the man, Bourdain. Go. Just about, like, the 
insane characters that work in kitchens. And that's kind of like, in a way, the basis of this podcast. I read that book when I was like 13, 14 year old dishwasher. Damn, in that really? Kitchen. Interesting. Yeah. Cause like my family is always like high key invested in like whatever I'm doing at the moment mm-hmm. and will be giving me like books and other regalia gotcha. related yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so I got Kitchen Confidential Mad Young and I read that and I remember him mentioning Johnson and Wales in it. And being oh, like, really? Oh, wow. Jay Wu's legit, huh? Well, I was going to connect back to these characters that we're talking about and go into probably just like, not even like he was there long enough to have the impact that we credit him with, but just when I think of the establishment, I think of one dishwasher and his name was Loyalty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is totally who I... And it's no, just, it's loyalty. Okay. You got, you got to put the emphasis yes, on the T. I was going to get there. Cause it's real name. Okay. Yeah, it's a loyal dash T, but his yeah. name's loyalty. <laughs> he put it on his application. I remember. It was, dude, remember? it was tatted on his neck. He had dude. loyalty tatted on his neck. Well, and he I mean, wasn't a loyal a, employee. It, that is so true. <laughs> you know what? That's a brilliant observation because for a man that clearly had a motto, literally <laughs> tattooed on him, loyalty. great nickname. Loyalty. First name started with T. He's allegedly loyal. Loyalty. Great name. Disloyal employee. He was from Dorchester, and I just remember him being like, Southie. he, he, he kind of looked like just like a really gnarly version of Ludacris in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked like Ludacris before the record deal. <laughs> yeah. He had a lot of gunshot wounds in his leg. Yes. Which I remember. Mm-hmm. And just, it's I when I think back, it's like this dude loyalty. <laughs> he worked at the establishment for... A hot minute. Like, Approximately like, one hot minute. Maybe two weeks. Yeah. Maybe exactly. maybe like eight shifts. And the left. first one you come up with. <laughs> yes. Because his name was Loyalty and he was not loyal. And then after he got fired, he would come back in and talk to people and be like, yo, Chris, it's all good. Like, you know, like, I don't, I'll find a job, blah, blah. And then he started coming in more and more. I don't know if you remember, but he started coming in like during the dinner rush on Friday and be like, Yo, Dan, like, can I get a burger and some fries? And it's like, dude, you don't work here anymore. You have to get out of the kitchen. It's one thing to take advantage of getting free meals when you're currently employed. (laughs) Like, that would be annoying enough. It'd be like, dude, you already ate today and now you want chicken fingers. Now it's like, you don't even have a job here, dude. I can't believe you brought up loyalty first, though, because... I'm just, I'm swinging for the fences. I was convinced that when you were like, there's legendary dishwashers... And the f- one that comes to mind, I thought you were definitely going to say Anatoly. <laughs> <laughs> He's your Anat- favorite, isn't he? Uh, dude, Anatoly. Shout out Anatoly. Sh- hardcore shout out Anatoly. I'd he be playing was, Warzone with Anatoly He was my still. favorite because he was the perfect blend of effective dishwasher, but like train wreck of a person, <laughs> which are like the two best traits to have in a dishwasher. Loyalty. Great train wreck of a person. He only washed dishes for two weeks. He was not a very effective. Anatoly did hold his job well. Anatoly moved into prep at one point. Yeah. Yeah. He tried. He was thirsty for a while before he went to prep. He now defends our country in Texas. He does. Thank you for your service, Anatoly. Anatoly. But he was a G. He just tore ass from day one. You just got to go crazy in the Mm -hmm. dish pit. 
I got clean steel. Let me go get stoned. He would go get stoned. But like, you know, he had some personal troubles off the court. If I'm going to keep the NBA metaphor. Going. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, he was a sick dishwasher. Oh, so many memes with Anatoly eating that haban- raw habanero oh pepper my God. for nothing except attention. Like he, he bodied that too. Dude, I saw the video my phone. He ate it like a champ. Everybody was watching, waiting for him to start crying and freaking out. And he was just like, Yep, I'm done. Straight faced. <laughs> Grabbed the friggin' uh dish handle and just went back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just went back and to the sink, I mean, grab the scrubby. I think just from a personal standpoint, you have to be the one to go deep into this because you are you you took it to the moon, but Anatoly created Ugatum. He did create Ugatum, which is on the Mount Rushmore of shit-talking phrases to say at the establishment, along with one of the goats that we forgot to mention last week. Doubt it. <laughs> oh, man. I completely forgot about doubt it. <laughs> doubt it was the most fun thing to say. In, in any context, in any context. Oh my god! Where they're like, order up table twelve. Doubt it from the prep kitchen. It's right there. The tickets up table twelve. I, I remember it. doubt it became a big problem with Chris. <laughs> yeah, because he, he couldn't take any joke that he didn't be, make himself. He'd be like, he'd be like, Max, can you like go back and um, you know, cut like eight. Buckets of fries. And while I already have the buckets in my hand, I'd just be like, fucking doubt it. <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> and he'd be like, what do you doubt? Was, like, I'm going to go cut the fries. That was another fun man. thing to do oh with Schmitz. God, dude, was I to forget, say no I to him, but still do it. I forgot about doubt it, dude. Wait, wait. Did did Anatoly create doubt it? No, I, okay. don't, I don't remember who created doubt it. <laughs> Someone it just probably, probably said I doubt it. it just caught up. But I... If I didn't create oh, most man. phrases, I definitely was responsible for their virality. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I definitely yes. beat dead horses into oh, the ground. My God, dude. Phrasing. I just it was just so funny hearing I'm going back it's hard to stay away from doubt it, but I'm going back to <laughs> Ugat, I'm going back to Ugatum for a second. Ugatum is and another legend. Just Anatoly has such a um recognizable voice like Anatoly yes. could never prank call me he sounds and exactly like he looks like a five foot nothing white boy hood rat Russian. <laughs> like, <laughs> Russian. <laughs> he doesn't sound Russian <laughs> <laughs> I know I know but um like Anatoly would talk so much shit back to you which we both love that's course. why we love him yeah, so much yeah because he, he held would, his he own would, yeah, in so many give ways. it right back to you but that's how it got created dude like you were just talking shit to anatoly and he would say something like your mother ooh, got him <laughs> he would say it got him when, ooh. when other people were fighting that was the best when like i would be yelling at a line cook from the expo station and he would be yelling at me, and he would say something really funny. And Anatoly, just from like 30 feet away in the dish pit, you would just hear, Ooh, God. <laughs> it was just the greatest. He was throwing haymakers from 30 feet away in the dish pit. It was so funny. Revolutionary. Ooh, God was great. Doubt it's also up there on the Mount Rushmore. We'll think of the other ones. I, but. dude, I can't believe I forgot Doubt It. Like, I remember at one point, like, I, we were saying doubt it so much. Like, it was 
some of the like only vocabulary yeah. coming out of our mouths that I <laughs> used to, I used, to like when I got to expo, I would say it to all of the waitresses and like, I would be like, yeah, fucking doubt it. And, <laughs> and Sonia would just be like, don't doubt it. <laughs> don't doubt it. Don't the, doubt it. That was the worst. Don't doubt it. That no, was the, she I doubt tri- it. She tried so hard to make I that. I definitely doubt it. And then it were, it spread so fast. They were saying it back to you. Doubt it. Got You'd be this. like, table 12's ready. And then they would see you didn't put the Jap mayo onto the plate. And they'd be like, doubt it. And they put the mayo on themselves. And walk. I had them do that to me. Oh, so my tried. God. Nikki and Kyle definitely did that a lot. Oh, yeah. And LJ. Doubt it. Where's the whipped cream on this Mickey cake? Doubt it. Oh, dude. The wait staff used to try to take so much pride in uh, correcting Expo mistakes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they were Only usually Kyle. wrong. Yeah. Always. <laughs> um. Back to dishwashers. Who are some other legends? I was going to say, there's not much to say about Quiet Storm, but Quiet Storm <sighs> needs to be mentioned. Dude, Quiet Storm was the G. He was such a G. Do you remember that after he eventually got moved to prep, he fucked up a prep project one day, but it then became a special because it was sick. <laughs> no way. Do you remember I do this? Not, I do not remember he this. He accidentally like, made Baba burgers with turkey instead of lamb. <laughs> so it was just like a turkey burger with like feta and oregano mixed in it. And so they just made like a dank, like Greek turkey burger Ooh. special with like cucumber and like tzatziki on top mm. and stuff. Yeah. And Quiet Source is a legend for that, where it's just like everybody loved him already because he was like that silent guy that everybody just like just never talks. This is pretty shitty, but like they everybody realized he was like so introverted and like quiet that it's like he got that much more attention for it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like this kid clearly wants to be left alone. Let's not leave him alone. <laughs> like, quiet Star was up. And you just you when it's in a, in a similar way to loyalty, this kid, I think his name was John, just gets that nickname Quiet Storm, and, it was, it's, and it's over. It You're was quiet such fucking a storm, good dude. nickname. He was <laughs> he was quiet, but he was a tempest. <laughs> <laughs> that those burgers were dank. The messed up turkey, yeah, he and like it. that's just like the epitome of the Quiet Storm. It's like even when he fucks up, it's this week's special. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was a G for that, uh, and then. Another one that I don't, I don't even know where we fucking start with is, I mean, Johnny B. John, I can't believe it took this long to get like, to Johnny B, like, who is the best worst dishwasher ever. He was one of those guys that took the concept of like, once you get good at dishwashing, the job becomes easy. And he it just was too easy for him. And then at the end of the night, when the crash would inevitably come of everybody giving you their end of the night dishes at once, he would just embrace the crash and take a 45 minute break (laughs) while everybody was closing. So the prep kitchen's closing up, juice girls closing up, lines closing up. Everybody's throwing dishes at the dish bit, which is usually when every other dishwasher freaks out and starts working their hardest to like get rid of this crash. Johnny Bree would just, Peace out with a six pack and some doobies and take a 45 minute break, just getting fucked up. And then when everybody was done, he would just go bananas in the dish pit. I, uh, there's so much to talk about with Johnny B. I was, how many, he set a record for 
for shift meals one day. That thing that he, used to he piss said, me off. He, he also, got like five shift meals in one shift. Like, he made like three chicken parms in one shift. He also has the record for most times being fired and then rehired by the establishment. Yeah, <laughs> dude, because he's one of those guys that he knew he had the talent. Yeah. But he so had that don't give a fuck <laughs> attitude that they would fire him for it and then be like, God damn, but we need him in that dish pit. So, I mean, there's going to be points in this podcast where we come back to Johnny B because more things are going to pop up. He's one of my good friends. But I got two things I'm thinking about when I think about Johnny B as a dishwasher. One, the time that he did the entire case of Whippets he did everything. Oh, shit, he did yeah. the entire thing of whipped creams one night dishwashing. <laughs> Left them in there, too. Didn't yeah. even throw it out. Worst move. And ever. the next morning, Duke just finds them on. It's just like, I have no whipped cream. And Johnny <laughs> B just did all of the whipped That's the work. See, that's the epitome of Johnny B because it's like everybody used to cherish the cashed out whipped creams. As soon as a can of whipped cream was empty. Oh, it's like gold. It was like, yo, you're people like a, would you're trade like a, it for yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the juice definitely. girls would finish a can of whipped cream and be like, who wants this can of whipped cream? You got to clean this part of my station. Yeah, really yeah. Quick. Or like, hey, I'll smoke you up on a joint, but I want that can of whipped cream. Like, yeah. I'll bum you some cigs, but give me that whipped cream It's one thing can. to inhale the cashed out whipped creams. It's another thing completely to crack open a fresh box <laughs> of cans like and just 30. devour each one, leaving them all half full of flat cream and sugar and just having to be thrown away. It's a thick roof. But that's Johnny B. You know what? I'll be fair, too. Working at the establishment, especially once you get to Expo, you're like... Dude, you're sucking that down. I, you I do remember... I do remember, like, you gotta be smart about it. I would do them, like, if there's maybe 15 left in the case, I would do, like, two. You would do freshies? Yeah. Bro, I never once oh, did a freshie. Dude, definitely did, did a freshie. I, yeah, but I, don't even I do know remember. If I, have the I do remember skills to do a freshie without filling my mouth full of whipped cream. I was super intoxicated, and I do remember that I put them back like an idiot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 but but the next morning, I come into work, and Jay pulls me aside, and he's just like, "Hey, man, if you're gonna do that, just throw them the fuck out." Yeah. Like, that was it. That was it. There's dude, no, I'm glad there's no you consequences said for anything. It's just like, dude, if you're going to do fucked up shit, just do it the right way so I don't have to talk to you about it. I'm glad you brought up Jay because that reminds me how he, he was like the uh, head prep cook that would be the first guy there every morning to open up. And he was legendary oh, for dude. taking the night crew up to task for how they would close. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a dick about it. It was just like egregious shit. It was just like him like explaining pretty no, much. No, not even that. What I'm thinking of is there was a guy that worked there before you that was a dishwasher. I think his name was Brian. And this is the type of kid that um, had like a flat brimmed hat and like a blunt in his mouth in his like MySpace profile picture. <laughs> And he dipped from a night shift in the in the dish pit when he didn't feel like doing like the end of the dishes. So like, hey man. he just threw them you gotta, away. Got to do you, which is a classic closing dishwasher move. Where it's like you have one rack of dishes left, and you've already cleaned out the dishwasher. So you just throw a couple plates and silverware in the trash, 
and Jay would always find that shit the next morning in the dumpster. Jay <laughs> dumpster was less, diving for He plates. would dumpster dive um, in a restaurant dumpster, which is the grossest dumpster I can imagine, just to find plates and silverware <laughs> that a lazy dishwasher threw away the night before so they could fire his ass. Um, he did it like two or three times. But the thing is, people wouldn't get fired. That guy did. So <laughs> I, I'm a little out of my zone here because I did not work with this guy. But since episode one has dropped, a lot of people have reached out with their own stories and we're going to have to get a lot of them on here. But yeah, I can't wait. For I don't him. know if you worked with him, but did you remember a guy named Wayne that used to wash dishes? He was an old man. He was like pretty much blind and he would always throw out the dishes. And my I buddy was I telling me that working when he was working there one time, Jay went through the trash and found like a whole set of silverware. <laughs> yeah, that's dude. Like, that's fucked oh up. Oh my God. That's fucked it's up. It's so you're, fucked up. It's like one rack in the dishwasher. You're a lazy dishwasher if you do that. And like he was, Jay was legend for catching him doing that. So you mentioned it earlier and I think about it all the time especially like working in the industry and not being a dishwasher and having to see what the dishwasher has to go through that moment when the restaurant closes and everyone shuts their shit down and throws you all the dishes The crash. I remember like working at the establishment being an absolute animal in the dish pit. Yes, you were getting really stoned at the worst times. Yeah. Coming back, and I've definitely done what Johnny B did. Not maybe not for forty five minutes with a six pack, but like gone and like relaxed for fifteen minutes and been like, okay, this is about to get really gnarly. Well, yeah, that's part because at that point, you know, you don't have the obligation of providing clean dishes for the front of the house. Like you no longer have to get plates for the line to plate things on. You no longer have to get you cups just have to for the servers to make waters because there's no new customers. So you have no deadline. So you can just let it crash if you're willing to work till 1 a.m. for a restaurant that closes at 10 p.m. There, like, there was a time that when you started there and when I started there, it was one dishwasher. As it should have been. Then I think I was the last person to work a single dishwashing shift then they added, when I was still dishwashing on my way to prep, they added a second. And this it, one time, it's, you know, I love the kid. He was very nice. He was cool. Nolan, do you remember Nolan? Nolan, Nolan was a very slow dishwasher. Nolan was amazing. Great okay. human. He was an anomaly because Not everybody loved this guy, but he was just like, somebody was like, I work at my pace. And that's the pace that I work at. <laughs> and uh, nothing's going to change that. And people, when it got busy, would just be like, bro, you got to move. And he'd be like, well, I work at the pace I work at. Put, <laughs> like, you couldn't get mad at him because he was such a sweetheart. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. Anyway, kid. so as you said, like usually when the last crash comes, you're, you're working your ass off, you know, because you're trying to get out of there. Especially me being like 18 I wanted to get out and yeah, go get drunk with my friends. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get the fuck out <laughs> of here. There's motivation right there. And so I remember I was, I think I was going to a concert. It was a concert. It was a party or a concert or something that I wanted to get the fuck out of there. Bieber. So yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had talked to the manager. I was like, hey, like if it's cool with Nolan, 
do you mind me leaving after like we close? Like I will give him clean steel, clean steel, baby. Clean steel and I will leave at like 10 o'clock whenever that is. And he was like, if no one says it's okay, it's okay. So it happened. We got to the, like the end of the shit. Well, the end of the shit, like it was like right at the time, clean steel everywhere. No one's just chilling. And I'm like, Hey, well I'm going to go, man, if it's okay. And he's like, all right, man. And like, I remember Jimmy was like, where the fuck are you going? He's like, you're not leaving this kid here with all these dishes. And I was just like, and I was like, I remember the, this the, shit. the last crash was coming and, but everything was clean. Everything was nice and perfect. You and like, knew what you were doing. Yes, I did. But you knew damn well that you were but, sneaking out right before this kid was getting get annihilated. But he said it was okay. And so did the manager. So it's like, why? I did get a lot of shit for this too. And I was like, why? The manager it was said it was controversial okay. The event. kid that got fucked said that he wanted to get fucked. There was like a hullabaloo. <laughs> anyway, the next day anyway, about it. what was not so talked about was basically what happened was no one was there until like four in the morning. I'm pretty, uh, dude, I think I was there with him. No, I think I remember that. I remember and you would have been there until four a.m. Well, I don't think he was there till. F- I heard that and I was like, "That's ridiculous." I the latest I ever was there was like. Two. I was gonna ask, and you, I was what? being lazy and drunk, and yeah, the, I mean, cigarettes. I've been there like till one or one something when I'm like really taking my time. I think it was two, getting drunk, and that was just going with into that the was just one girl person, fridge one and getting a slice of key lime pie, really <laughs> cooking up. up a quick little chicken parm sandwich. <laughs> there are, were times I was closing the dish bit that I would go turn the fry later back on. Oh, yeah, dude. What? Of course. Come on. You got to turn that fry later back on, make yourself some chicken Yeah, dude, we're, making a, we're making something. But <laughs> got to remember to turn it off, though, because Jimmy will flip out in the morning. But I do remember that, like, I felt bad. I was like, oh, that sucks. He was here until 4 a.m. And I talked to him about it the next day, and he was just like, was like yeah, you know, like, I made myself some tea. I was eating the chocolate chip cookies for a little bit. I took a little break, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck this Yeah, kid. he was chilling. He could have been done at biscuits, 1, like, 1.30. Yeah, exactly. And but you milked those hours. You know, I'm going to have to, you just sparked something in my mind that we're going to have to get on the next episode about like after hours. But I, I think we're out of time here. Yeah. I we, think we're going to have to wrap this one up, but after, after dark, next week. Oops, we're talking about the place by name. <laughs> it's all right. We got the edit. Uh, yeah. Um, hope you like the Dish Warriors episode. Thanks I'm Max Messier in. Richter. Dan Cotter. <laughs> we're rags to dishes. Now, this is what's behind the scenes. Cook it in the kitchen, everybody, where we eat. Oh.